Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Garrett Price. How's it going? And producing, as always, Jared Wackerly. What up, what up? You're going to hear a lot of Jared Wackerly over the next couple months because we're going to be breaking down these rookies, and uh, there's not a better scout out there from a dynasty aspect than uh, Jared Wackerly. And it's been proven on Twitter. So if you've got Thanks, any man. questions, just go go argue with Twitter. So uh, we're going to bring uh, Jared in here. I'm very excited to kick off our 2022 rookie breakdowns. We've been doing this for eight years straight. We've had a lot of success, and we look to continue that here with the 2022 class. And we're going to start off with the rookie running backs uh, to go here. Now, remember how we do it since we launched the Nerd Herd. We're going to do, what, five, six players per show. We're going to do running backs first. It's going to be a total of four shows. Now, if you're not a Nerd Herd member, you're going to miss out on half of these prospect breakdowns. Now, for the price of a cup of coffee, not only do you get the bonus podcast, we're going to hear the, the breakdowns of all these rookies, but you get so much more. You get all the Dynasty Nerds tools. You get the Dynasty Nerds film room, which is where we break down this tape, right? Like, if you're like, hey, guys, where are you watching all this awesome All-22 tape? It's on DynastyNerds.com in the film room. Get it in there. You can watch a tired player's game in five minutes. We have all 22 library. It's fantastic. And that's where we get all our tape from. So get dinosaurs.com. Check that out and make sure you get all our rookie content because we have a lot coming to you. And we're going to tell you, talk, you know, talk about these players, their pros, their cons, how we think they'll be as dynasty players. Because remember, the most important thing here about these prospects is not about what they're going to do in the NFL. It's about what they're going to do for your dynasty team. How do they translate to fantasy football points? Cause that's all that matters. This is a massive step for us to make sure we're going to win some dynasty fantasy football championships because without getting fantasy football points, guess what? You're not going to win any championships and these guys are going to do it. There's a couple running backs. We're going to talk about in this process that I absolutely love. I got two in tier one and Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. We'll hear everybody else's takes on these guys as well. And then, you know, a couple other good guys here that can offer some good upside for your dynasty teams as well. Now, some of you guys are probably saying, Rich, I can't believe you haven't mentioned anyways mentioned already, but the Browns totally dissed your boy Baker Mayfield and he's no longer on the Cleveland Browns. And you don't even sound that emotional about it. Listen, did, did you just call him Faker, Mayfield? Hey, what did hey, you just, what did that you guy's just past say? tense, buddy. He's out of here. <laughs> right. No, no, I, I'll always love Baker. Um, Me I'll, too. I got, Me I got too. a lot to say about it. Um, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Leonard Fournette, but we don't have enough time here because these are the rookie shows. So this week, you guys are going to get a bonus podcast. Garrett and I are going to jump on one probably tomorrow, record one about these extra free agents that they didn't cover last week. Maybe Garrett have a question about some guys that did sign my opinion, but we're going to do an extra show for you this week. But we have too much information to talk about right now with these rookie running backs before we can get into all that. Because I have a lot to say. Yeah, what Deshaun Watson is going to do, Amari Cooper so much. I love you, Baker. I always will. But I'm a Browns fan first. So, Deshaun Watson time. Uh, now, before we get into our rookie breakdowns, we got to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks right now. Remember, if you go to Prize Picks, use that promo code NERDS, you're going to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And you're like, Hey, what's prize picks? It's the best legal way to make player props. They have tons of them. Whether you like basketball, golf, baseball, MMA, uh, you know, curling, whatever you want to do, they're gonna have some player props on there for you at prize picks. And right now, if you're like, hey, I only mess around with football. That's my jam. That's what you nerds talk about. That's what I get into. Guess what? Me too. That's my jam as well. Right now, you can get on prize picks and make a futures prop bet. That's right. Hey, is Deshaun Watson going to play 10 games over or under? What do you think? Get on there, make a prop bet. And what we're doing right now for all our Nerd Herd listeners is we're hooking you up. And we've hooked a lot of you up already. If you go on there right now, all you got to do is deposit 10 bucks. That's it. Just a $10 bill. What president's on the $10 bill? I have no idea. I only have I only got the one with Abraham Lincoln on it. That's the only one I got. Um, so if you get on there, you put ten bucks, make a future bet. We're gonna hook you up. All you gotta do is DM 
Direct message to Dynasters Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, you could email Jared at Jared at Dynasters.com. J-A-R-E-D at Dynasters.com. And it right. Good job. Let it, thank you so much. And we're going to hook you up with the most comfortable, awesome t-shirt in the world. And it's the Dynasters t-shirt. And I'm telling you, this has been... We've had, we have customer submittals over a thousand though, saying that this is the most comfortable shirt you'll ever wear in your entire life. And all you gotta do is make a future prop bet on prize picks, go on there, find one, make it, and we're going to send you a shirt. So check them out, prizepicks.com. They got everything you need for prop bets. It's the number one prop bet site in the world. You've seen all over Twitter. Don't just look at it, get involved. Prize picks, promo code nerds. We're going to hook you up with a nerd shirt. You're going to love it. Now. Hold on, hold on. Before you move on. Alexander what? Hamilton is on the $10 bill. Go ahead. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I don't know that guy. He's not even uh-huh. a, he wasn't even a president. He was like a secretary of state, right? Uh, Treasury? Uh, I think that's why. Uh, talking too much know. smack to Aaron Burr probably is what I'm What's thinking. Uh, yeah, not good. Guy, guy wore a wig, I think. White wig. <laughs> too much syphilis. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about these guys here at running back. And of course, there's no better way to kick off the show like we normally do with who we think is the best player at that position. Now, remember, when we talk about these players, we do not do them in order that we rank them. And honestly, we don't even rank these guys. We just just break them down as prospects. After the NFL draft, then we will talk about these guys in order how we have them ranked. So to kick off this show, we're going to talk about running back Brees Hall out of Iowa State. Five foot 11, 217 pounds. He'll be right around, he'll be, he's 20, year old, 20 years old now, but he'll be right around 21 when the season starts. So he's super young. And this is a guy over the last couple of years has been uber, extremely productive. We saw him at, at, at the combine, uh, ran a 4.39.40, 40 inch vertical, 126 inch broad jump. Yeah, Garrett, you had your hand up over there? Uh, no, that was just the first. This is a guy. I'm, yeah, I'm just keeping it. Oh, you're counting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. We, we did that way too much last year. So now, <laughs> Reese Hall. Can we get a counter like a ding? <laughs> we <laughs> should. Have. A Rambo, get on that. Counter for every this is a guy or here's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Hall is a complete, in my eyes, a complete running back. And when I watch him play, I mean, if you if you just go in the Dine Center's film room and you watch Brees Hall versus TCU, it's like you're watching somebody's highlight reel. That tape is some of the best tape I've ever seen for a running back in my entire eight years of doing this for Dynasty Nerds. I mean, it's literally like he played Madden a million times and he knew exactly where every single defender would be on the field and just kind of like, you know, do, 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 do all throughout the field and had no problem scoring touchdowns on big runs. This guy does it all. I mean, contact balance is there. He's very uh, viable in the passing game. That speed is tremendous at a 4.39, but his vision, his vision is unbelievable. Kenny, this guy is silky smooth back there for Iowa State. For me, I don't know where you guys would rank him. I would take Brees Hall 1-1 last year. And that says a lot because you had Najee Harris, you got Javante Williams, and you're like, yeah, dude, these are guys who were 1-1. Najee is the top five back last year. But guess who outproduced Najee Harris last year? It was Brees Hall. Brees Hall had 1,572 rushing yards. Um, this, was that last year he had yeah, 1,572 yeah, rushing yards in yep. 2020, 1,472, but that 1,572 led all FBS. This is a guy, when you watch him run, he's a threat to take it to the house every single time. This is a guy who has a nose for the end zone. I mean, he set an NCAA record with 24 straight games with a touchdown. 24 straight games, that's what Brees Hall did. And he's somebody that we saw his target share increase every single year there at Iowa State. When he left, Brees Hall had almost a 10% target share in 2021 for the Iowa State. This is a guy, oh my God, I did it again. (laughs) That's four. Brees Hall. That's four. Brees Hall is somebody who comes into the game and at any at any point is a threat. I mean, if you're looking for fantasy productions, he's going to do it in the passing game. He's going to do it between the tackles. He's going to do it outside the tackles. There's not a lot I saw here that I didn't like when I was trying to find negative things I didn't like about Brees Hall. I mean, you could say maybe some of that production became because that was 
their zone scheme there at Iowa State. Like, that's what they were designed to do. But that's fine. There's a lot of teams that design their game for certain runners, but they don't produce in a way that Brees Hall did. For me, this is easily... There's not, there's not a lot of times. The Saquon Barkley year, the Ezekiel Elliott year. This is one of the most clear-cut 1-1s I've ever seen. And... Even in a super flex league where we preach all the time, the quarterback is the one, one, the quarterback one is one, one in a class where there's no quarterback set uh, right now as the number one quarterback, whether it be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, I have no problem taking Brees Hall here at one, one, even in a super flex draft. We'll see how the NFL draft plays out, but we've seen a lot of quarter quarterback shuffling right now. And even right now, this point, I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield can't find jobs potentially. So there's not even a lot of quarterback opportunity out there. So to me, this is a clear cut one, one in Brees Hall. I love him. He's one of the better prospects at running back that I've seen over the last eight years. I'll put my, I'll put my, I'll put my slogan, my stamp on that guy for approval. I love myself some Brees Hall and he's easily my one, one this year. Um, Yeah, Rich. I mean, I, I think I'm, it's an easy sell for me. It, you know, it was early on in the process. We were looking at guys like Isaiah Spiller and, and you know, Brees Hall kind of in, in the same kind of company. And real quickly, you know, when I first took a look at these guys, Brees Hall jumped off the page at me as somebody that he was just smooth as silk. You know, I loved his ability to make people miss in the hole, make people miss, um, you know, after, you know, you get through the hole, make people miss in the open field. He just has a very silky smooth. And I think that was the way we, we first described him. And the, the deeper I dug in, the more I liked him. So it was, it was one of those cases where I think my first instinct on a player was dead on. And, um, the more I watched him, the 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 better I liked him. So it was it, it's a it's a pleasant surprise when that happens because sometimes it goes the op- the opposite way. Um, and and we'll talk about another player I think in the in the other show where it, it did kind of go the other way. So um, it's 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 nice when that happens. And I'm, I totally agree with you in the fact that he's a very clear cut one one for me at this point in the in the game. I know we have a long way to go with some of these wide receivers and they'll probably end up having a, a few guys kind of pop out and be, hey, these guys are very safe. Hey, this guy's got a lot of upside. But Brees Hall, you said it earlier, you know, he probably would have gone 1-1 or 1-2 in last year's draft. So I think in a class where it is deeper but probably weaker on the top, I think it's it's pretty easy to say that Brees Hall is the 1-1 um, at this point in the game anyway. Yeah, we're three for three uh, on that, and I have a feeling we're about to be four for four once Jared goes as well. But I, it, it was a little bit of the opposite for me, Matt. When I first started watching, uh, and it was mostly just the highlights and uh, just casual stuff, I was like, he's good, um, but I don't, I don't think he's amazing. And in fact, in the beginning, I had Isaiah Spiller a little bit higher. It wasn't until I really actually dug in and I specifically watched the All-22. This was a time where I felt like it was such an invaluable way to watch a player uh, because that end zone view is just huge for being able to see their vision and how he combines things together. I did it in one of my my prospect breakdowns of, of Brees Hall, but how he pairs his vision and his patience together is a thing of beauty because a lot of guys can have vision but might not have the patience or vice versa. But he has both together so well that you can see him press the line, press the line, press the line, but wait for that hole to open. And then as soon as it does, shoots through. And it's not like he's this crazy like acceleration. It's not like it's Travis Etienne. But he's so decisive and he knows the right moment that he does it so beautifully in the second level. It's like poetry in motion. I tweeted out one day, uh, watching watching uh, Brees Hall is like listening to smooth jazz. Like it is just, it is just peaceful. It's just, it just flows. It just, and that's, that's Brees Hall in my, in my nerd score. Uh, I go through all of his stuff and we basically a six at something is average. So everyone is for an NFL running back anyway. So almost every one of these running backs will have a couple things that are below average and then maybe have one or two things that are at average and slightly above. I actually have Every single attribute on his sheet, with the exception of one, has a seven or higher. And most of those are seven and a halfs and eights. 
Uh, and then nines at vision and patience for him. The only one that I had average at six was pass blocking. That was uh, going to be the one some, thing. That was Sorry, the one that was thing. Be the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, it's it's not even a lack of ability. Sometimes it just seems more of a uh, lack of understanding on what his assignment is and things like recognition that. was exactly what I wrote on on there. He just he needs some work recognizing and picking up the blitzes at times. Yep, and and that's something that I think could easily be fixed. Better communication, better coaching staff uh, can definitely be fixed at the next level. But at his size and his strength, it's not like, oh, I don't think he has the 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 build or the ability to be able to do it. There's just a little bit of coaching there. But complete three down back, and there's not going to be many of them in the class. You could make an argue that he might be the only true three down back in the class. We'll, we'll talk about a couple guys later that could potentially be guys, but right now he's clear-cut 101. Yeah, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. There's not too much to add. I mean, for me, he's clearly my RB1, and it's in his own tier. He's above Kenneth Walker. He's above Isaiah Spiller. It's Brees Hall. I think Rich said it best there, where in a year where the quarterbacks are kind of, you know, we aren't sure who the top guy is. We aren't sure there's going to be one that goes in the top 10. I think even in a super flex league, Brees Hall is the 101. Like he's the safest prospect among all the different positions for fantasy football. So I have no problem taking him there. That's what I plan to do, at least at this point. Obviously the drafts, the draft could change some things, but I don't, I don't see that happening. He's got the size. He's a three-down workhorse. Can catch the ball extremely well out of the backfield. And he ha- has a nice arsenal of moves. Like, he has a great dead leg. He strings together moves, spin moves, juking people out. I mean, he's he's a freak show. And I was surprised that he ran a 4-3-9 at the combine. Well, it was a yes. 4-3-9, right? Yeah. 4-3-9 yep, yep. at the combine. Because I think on tape, he doesn't look, like, that fast. So that the combine was huge for him. Um, in our nerd score, so we, you guys all know we do our nerd scores, and we'll be publishing that live on the site soon for Nerd Herd members, so make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, this is our composite film grade, and now that we've been doing this for, this is our third year, we're able to look back at the previous classes and see where these guys stack up. And right now, Brees Hall's right up there with Javante Williams, Jonathan Taylor, and J.K. Dobbins and Najee Harris. So this guy's a locked and loaded stud. RB1 potential at the next level. Um, he's our RB5 combined uh, in our in our nursery score. Yep. And there's a rumor came out today from Matt Miller. He said there, in capital letters, a lot of smoke about Brees Hall going to the back end of round one this year. I wouldn't and be surprised. It, Buffalo. There, there's, he has to go round one. If he ends in Buffalo, that, that's a fantastic spot for him. He's so good that... I, and I'm sure the word is out, but the, the the word on this class is still kind of like mediocre, a little bit at best. This is an elite, elite, elite prospect. And now is the time to try to move up from 1-1. One, one. If you have 1-2, one, 1-3. One, uh, I'm in a draft where I have 1-2. And I I tried to move up to 1-1. Uh, one, one. I started off, I offered 1-2, one, 2-2. Two, 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 in a 23 second to move up to one, one. And the guy's like, nah, I can't do that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what else I could give you here to move up once <laughs> just to move up one spot. But, hey, you have one Oh two and I have one Oh one, the dynasty nerds invitational league. And I just want to tell you right now, you're not getting it. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I'll take Malik Willis <laughs> and be happy with it. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so to me, it just, I get it. This is, you know, when you watch players like Brees Hall, it gets exciting. What, you know, for what we do here. And it's, it's so easy. Like, well, what else does he do well? It's literally everything he does well. I mean, the way that he ex- his explosiveness is just fantastic. I mean, his short area burst, fantastic. I mean, the way he moves laterally. And I said, I mean, Garrett, listen, that smooth jazz, the way like his patience is, he sets everything up. But he sees the field so well. I mean, there's not many players when I go back and I have to watch film. Like, I'll go back and watch a game multiple times just to verify what my eyes were seeing. And then, like, I wasn't overly too excited about this player, right? Like, Brees Hall is that kind of player. Like, when I watched him, I had to go back and watch again to see if I wasn't like, oh, hey, am I just kicking off my rookie series and just so excited to watch rookies again? Like, that is, like I'm overvaluing Brees Hall. And then when I got through the rest of the running backs, I'm like, no. No, I would take, and I love Najee. I like I like Travis Etienne, and I like Javante Williams. 
I was like, I would have taken Brees Hall 1-1 last year. Like, he's up there to me. Like, like I said, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, LaDainian Tomlinson, like that kind of level of a prospect. So I like, and that's why I don't want to kind of like, just kind of like, oh, he's good and kind of beat around the bush. Like to me, this is somebody that you go above and beyond now to go get, because once he comes out, go try and trade for Jonathan Taylor right now and see how much it costs. So Brees Hall, a clear cut, four for four, one, one, one of the best dynasty running backs prospects I've honestly ever seen on tape. I mean, I think he's that good. He is that good in my eyes. So Let's move on to our next prospect, who's not even close to as good as Brees Hall. <laughs> but to be fair, nobody is. Um, like you said, uh, like I said, I think, Jared, you said there's a tier for you. Brees Hall is all by himself. I agree. Because I, I have the same thing. I have four tiers so far in my running back prospects. It's Brees Hall by himself, Kenneth Walker by himself, Isaiah Spiller by himself. And then it starts to open up there with guys that we're talking about next, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce for me is in that uh, third, fourth tier. Now you say fourth tier, like it's a bad thing. It's just, I like those guys in that order pretty much precisely. So this fourth tier starts to open up and you get a guy like Damian Pierce running back out of Florida, five foot 10, 218 pounds coming in as a fourth year senior, ran a four, five, nine, 40, pretty good for a guy of his stature, had a 34 and a half inch vertical, 119 inch broad jump. Uh, this guy came in, didn't play a ton at Florida, right? Like 329 carries, played in 48 games as a senior. You know, that's that's one season for uh, Derrick Henry. So that was his career in Florida. But uh, when I got through his tape, because going into this, I didn't know a, a ton about uh, Damian Pierce. But when I was watching his tape, I started to come away slowly more impressed. Like he kind of just kept growing on me, growing me. And what he reminded me of at the end is like he reminds me of Doug Martin. That's what it reminded me of. All right, so Damian was the starter in 2020. He led the team in rushing for 106 carries, 503 yards, four touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry, 17 catches, 156 yards, and a touchdown. But he wasn't the starter in 2021. He only really started one game out of 13 games in 21. 100 uh, carries, 574 yards, so 13 touchdowns. He actually led the team there, averaged 5.7 yards per carry. So this is a guy that didn't get a ton of use in. He's the only thing I'm worried about him is like, is he still going to be that same kind of guy at the next level? Will he be a committee guy? Is Damian Pierce Scott, is Damian Pierce the running back that's going to be, you know, we're going to use him with like a guy like Travis Etienne because he's a compact runner, very stout, good running back with a good size, runs hard, has really, really good contact balance for five foot nine, 218 pounds. The guy's like a bowling ball out there, right? He's really good in tight spaces. He has a really nice, good head fake there behind the behind the line uh, with a short area burst. He could protect, he could pass protect pretty well. Uh, some good peps in his step, you know, as, as as a very good athlete for his size. When you see him, you're like, oh, kind of like Doug Martin. He's like a short, stocky, stout running back, but he's a pretty good athlete. But he just wasn't used a ton. He only had nine career games with ten or more carries. And wow. another thing I didn't really love about his game, like his change of direction wasn't like overly beautiful in my eyes. His long speed was just okay. You know, not, not a good long speed guy, but fast enough in my eyes. I'm just, I'm thinking when I look at Damian Pierce as a, a prospect, it's like, okay, I could see him if he's a bell cow somewhere being a very solid running back. Cause the more I watched him run and he grew on me, I thought he did everything pretty solidly for the most part but nothing special. So I'm interested to see where he goes. I don't know if he's one of those guys that needs like an injury to become the clear cut guy. But I think overall for me, Damian Pierce is a very solid running back. I'm interested to see where he falls in line when I'm all said and done. I have a couple more running backs. Uh, the process here. I think I might take some PPR guys like Tyler Beatty ahead of them. Um, some of the guys that might offer a little bit more upside in a passing game, but overall for being a five foot nine, 219 pound running back. I think Damian Pierce offers some good dynasty upside. Um, yeah. So um, I'm going to echo a lot of what you just said, because I, he was a guy I didn't know a lot about. And the more I watched him, the more I liked him. And my biggest question was why he didn't kind of get used more. Um, I don't know, you know, if anyone has any insight on that at all, because I, I wasn't able to find anything. I think it's more but of a Dan Mullen thing, the head coach at okay. Florida. I think that's just how he implemented his running backs, kind of like what we see at Georgia. You know, these they promise these guys different things out of high school. 
um, to get them to come there. So he was he was sharing the backfield with like Malik Davis um, and a couple other backs. So I think it was just one of those rotational type things. Yeah, because he's got good power. He's got good balance. I I, I liked his short area burst and, and and kind of his his agility going side to side, but not like change of direction side to side. More like just cutting within the holes, just just kind of uh, uh, smaller angular cuts. I thought he was explosive doing those kind of movements. Uh, so there was, a, I think, a lot to like about him, and he caught the, the ball pretty well as also. There, there aren't a lot of holes in, in, the, in his game, but it, it is the attempts that, that kind of, in my mind, kind of put him in this, is he a number two guy? Is he a 1A to a smaller back? Exactly what you said, Rich. I had the exact same thing written down in like my conclusion at the end of kind of how I see him or or questions that I still have about him. So there's a little bit more digging I, I, I'm going to have to do here on Damian Pierce, but all around, it offers good size, good power. He's got a nose for the end zone, 13 touchdowns. He can get in there. Um, so there's not a lot of holes to his game, but you know there's also questions, lingering questions, why he didn't get, get used more in college. So I guess I'll have to dig into that a little bit between now and, and – and draft time because I, I do like what I see the the more and more I watch. I'm I'm not too worried about the committee back thing uh, because more or less that's going to be most of these guys, uh, and I think that's going to be most running backs in most classes. Right now in the NFL, we have maybe seven, eight guys that you would consider like true workhorse backs, whether three downs, even guys that are upside fantasy football guys like Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler are not these true three down guys. They're not getting crazy workloads. They're just really good because they catch a lot of passes and that really boosts things. But there's really only a few players. So I could see Brees Hall in this class being that. But Damian Pierce is going to fall into a role just like a lot of these guys will. I could see him being uh, you know, a a 1A, 1B type of, of situation. But he he reminds me a little bit. He's not quite as big. But he reminds me of, of Michael Turner. That was the guy that I kind of saw when I when I saw him playing uh, downhill runner. He's not going to do a lot of dancing in the hole. He's not elusive. I don't have good marks for him on game speed or elusiveness. But they're not embarrassing either. It's not like he has the tightest hips I've ever seen and he's never going to be able to. like. There's enough there, but he's not going to win that way. He's going to win in the short areas. He's going to win... Uh, with the ground and pound type game, but love his contact balance with being a shorter player, being low to the ground, low man wins. And you see that over and over and over. He's not just small, he's strong. So I think that's really what's appealing about him. And I, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. The the other thing I wanted to, to make a mark of third highest pass protection score in the class for me, uh, which makes it interesting because He's not necessarily someone that we think of as a pass-catching third-down running back, but similar to what I've said in the past, it's really tough to know how these guys are going to be implemented at the next level. I think he does enough in the receiving game that I don't think he's inept there. So there might be a team that says, dang, he's so good in pass protection that we want to use him more often on third downs than you would traditionally think of as a third-down running back. So even though I think it's more than likely he's going to be a first and second down goal line, short area guy. There is a little bit of upside there because of how good he is in the pass protection game. And he was, yeah, also, I mean, it was it, he was also used in the running game as, as a blocker as well in, yes. in tandem with other running backs and, and the quarterback as well. So he does have a lot of blocking chops. I, I did make note of that as well. So I, I think he can definitely find a role I was thinking, you know, with a guy like a Devin Singletary type, maybe a Michael Carter, one of these smaller guys that that just needs kind of a complimentary sure. back. I think he could be a nice fit in any of those type of places. Yeah, he would fit in there well. And I said I, I came away impressed with his receiving game, like you said, Garrett. I mean, twenty percent of his totals came from receiving. Like his yardage total was there was mm-hmm. from receiving. Uh a sixth of his <clears throat> touchdowns came from receiving. So he's a solid dude old guy. It's weird you said Michael Turner because that's I mean I remember Michael Turner's just you know Michael the Turner the burner. So like he was super fast. And like I said that's the one thing the one thing I didn't love about Damian Pierce was just that long speed, right? Like that that him out in the open field. Like yeah he's real tough to break that da- bring down. You're not gonna just grab him from the upper body. You gotta go low on him. His contact ba- balance is exceptional but like He's not going to break away those big time runs for you there. So 
overall, I do see him kind of as a complimentary back. But if he became somebody starting running back, uh, say turning like a David Montgomery for the Bears, like that wouldn't shock me in the least bit at all. It's just, I think even if he was a starter, I think the one downside about him, what you're looking to do, which is not a bad thing as a championship caliber player is I would, if I look at him, if he became a starter somewhere, say he goes somewhere, somebody goes down uh, in Chicago, say he goes there with David Montgomery and David Montgomery goes down. He's still, his upside is like a mid range running back too, in my eyes. Jared, sure. what do you think of uh, Damian Pierce? Yeah, so he's actually my RB4 right now in this class. Oh, um, nice. I agree with you guys. I think he's like a first and second down running back. He's not going to come off the field in goal line situations, which is nice. I mean, he clearly has a nose for the end zone. He had 16 total touchdowns this year. He had 13 on the ground. Um, he actually finished with PFF's highest rushing grade in this class from this past year. Um, despite his low carries, he had 39 broken tackles. So, like we said, has tremendous leg leg drive, great pad level, breaks tackles, fantastic contact balance. And as you dig in deeper and really read up on this guy, he seems to be a really high-character guy, loves football. Jim Nagy, the guy who puts on the Senior Bowl and organizes it every year, said he absolutely crushed his interviews with teams. The teams loved him. Um, and they you can clearly just tell that this guy just loves the game. He's a gym rat. You saw him at the Combine. He just looked chiseled and, and like he's just – lives in the weight room. So I love seeing those type of things. Uh, when you turn on his tape, he's finishing runs without his helmet. He's just, he runs angry. And I think that translates well to the NFL and maybe the low tread on his tires serves him better as a prospect. I don't know how these NFL teams evaluate guys from that standpoint, but that could be a, that could be a positive. Probably one of those guys that's a better NFL player than he was a college player just due to the low usage in college for whatever reason that was that coach is now fired. So that tells you, that tells you how well he did there at Florida um, and how well he made his decisions there. So I like Damian Pierce a lot. He's my RB four. I did want to say one thing. Garrett's correct. As you get past like Isaiah Spiller, all these guys are pretty much committee guys in my opinion. And, that, and that's what's funny about that tier because like, and that's, and that's why I'm interested to see where these guys end up because right now my tier, like you said, he's rear running back four. Like, okay, I can live with that. You know, like Damian Pierce, Zamir White, Tyler Beatty, Pierce Strong. Like those are four, Brian Robinson. Those are five running backs that I think offer some really good dynasty upside. But like for me to rank them right now, it's like they're so close in my eyes. Like where do they go? Where do they end up? Where's their opportunity? Who gets overstruck? Because, I mean, there's a couple of guys, a guy we're going to talk about next that I think offers really good upside who I saw this guy's name on Twitter getting floated around, and I saw it, yeah, and I saw, did. and I, not from you. There's somebody on there. There's somebody <laughs> on Twitter. I wish I could remember his name. He goes, just a reminder that Tyler Beatty is, runs harder at Send five foot eight. Right five foot eight than this guy does here. And there's something I, I kept seeing those tweets. I'm like, man, this guy loves Tyler Beatty. Like, whoa. I mean, he's five foot eight, 197 pounds. Like, okay, let, let's go. I can't wait to get in this tape, but like, kind of like sarcastically, you know what I mean? And then I started watching the tape and watching the tape. And we're talking about Tyler Beatty out of Missouri, five foot eight, 197 pounds, running a four, four, five, 40, 33 and a half inch vertical, 121 inch, uh, broad jump and as I watched Tyler Beatty's tape when it was all said and done I was like you know who this guy reminds me of I was like he reminds me of Ray Rice that's who he reminds me of and then it was funny because then I went back and it looked like I looked at Ray Rice's size five foot eight 199 pounds I looked at Ray Rice's so then I was like oh that wow they're similar size let me look at Ray Rice's combine Ray Rice ran a 446 40-inch vertical uh uh 40 a 31 half inch vertical uh, 119 inch broad jump. Like their combine and their size are almost identical. Like I was like, oh, wow, look at me. Look at this guy, Ray Rice. So this is a guy in 2021, 268 carries, 1,604 yards, 14 touchdowns, average six yards per carry. His yards per carry was third best in FBS. He had 54 receptions, 330 yards, and four uh, touchdowns. He led his team in receptions. And for a guy that's five foot eight, 
Tyler Beatty is not afraid to run in between the tackles. Uh, he's so much better on the outside. Missouri ran a ton of that outside zone stuff there. So we saw him there. He, he lined up outside, ran some routes, had really good contact balance. His hands were really safe to me. He breaks tackles pretty well. He's good in short yardage situations. I mean, for the cons, you'll get him his size, which limits his uh, tackle breaking ability. He's not going to be used in short down uh, in short down instances. But for me, a guy of this stature who sometimes can be easily passed up, we saw a guy like Ray Rice find a lot of success at the same exact size and combine numbers that Tyler Beatty run. Watching his tape, I just got more impressed and more impressed with him. And I just kept moving him up my tier rank here. As I do my notes, I kind of rank these guys as I go, just to kind of keep them in somewhat of an order. And I put them right ahead of Damian Pierce for me because when I was looking at the two, and I, and I, when I was looking at the two for me, I was like, okay, they're the same tier, but if I had to take one right now, just blindly, I think the one that offers more dynasty upside in my eyes, which is, again, is to bring that PPR value in my eyes. I think Tyler Beatty is that kind of guy. Overall, for a guy that's five foot eight, 197 pounds, I usually come away not overly excited. I'm like, oh, this guy could be a compliment PPR guy. I think Tyler Beatty offers a th- a little bit more than that. I don't want to say a three-down running back, but I think he offers, to me, the ceiling of Ray Rice. But I think his floor does offer that third down, gets two carries on a drive here and there, can be like a 14-touch kind of guy for an NFL team. So I think Tyler Beatty, for me, is a nice, interesting prospect. And depending where he lands, he could end up as my running back four of this class. I mean, obviously, um, Tyler... Tyler Beatty is one of those guys that's he's lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? He could break off a run at any point. That's that's an eighty yard touchdown. At least that's what he did in, in college. The problem I have with with him is a lot of them were just purely speed based. That he wasn't touched at all on any of those runs. Usually, if a guy got an arm on him, he he was going down. So you mentioned it, you know, he's probably, you know, 197 pounds. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be breaking a bunch of tackles, <laughs> but he, he is fast enough. He's got, he's got ton of tons of acceleration and he's going to, he's going to find the open spaces and get to him. I don't know that he's going to operate in the NFL in between the tackles. Like Rich is saying, I think he's tough for his size, but I don't think he could live in there. Um, and I, that's what I said. I mean, that's 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 what I said. Some of the cons are like I don't think he could live there too. I think that's a, the the biggest con for him. Yeah, I think he would do well in an outside zone scheme type of thing where where he's not the guy, but he's getting some carries every week. And you know, you're hoping he breaks off one of those big ones. And, and from a fantasy standpoint, I don't know that that's going to be consistent um, week in and week out. Um, so I, you know, landing spot for him is going to, I think, paint a pretty good picture as to what we can expect from him. If it's a place that has an opening for 10 carries a a week, he he might, he might be a little bit more interesting, but if it's some, it's somewhere he's going to get, you know, five to seven, he might, he might drop a little bit because he might be a little bit too up and down for me. I guess we'll, we'll find out, uh, you know, come April, but that's, that's Tyler Beatty at least. He, in my he could be the next Tony Pollard, the guy that pushes like when he, he's out there and you're like, man, this guy, he's so much better than a running back one. What do they do when he needs to get more carries? I like think he I, offers that kind of upside. I think I like that count more than, than Ray Rice, to Ray be Rice? honest. Yeah. Because I think Ray Rice yeah, was Ray Rice was more capable in between the tackles than I think t- um, Tyler Beatty is. I think he's a little more shifty too. Yeah. I mean, let me put it this way. This kid looks like he was shot out of a cannon and plays more physical than his size suggests. Way better vision than most of this class. That was from class. the heart. <laughs> that was straight from the heart. Tweet, reading, what are you talking uh, about? I'm just going off my film study here. What are you talking about? <laughs> a dynasty price tweet. <laughs> no, and I knew Garrett loved it because I tweeted out yesterday. It reminds me of Ray Rice. Like, and, and Garrett's like, look, we're, we're totally jiving on these rookie class uh, running backs this year. And, and I'm glad, and I'm glad, Matt, that you're, you're, you're like you're a little bit more excited about him. And I'm, I can't wait to hear Garrett talk about him now too. No, because we're watching. We're, him, I was like, I knew I wasn't swimmer, on an island Rich. here, but I'm, I'm uh, glad I was able to swim to it. There you go. No, I'm I'm a big fan of of, of, of Beatty as well. I got those Michael I, Phelps ears. You know what I mean? When I was initially watching, <laughs> I like to go through and watch like two games of everybody, and I'm watching going through my two games of everybody, and I'm like. 
worse than I thought, worse than I thought, worse than I thought, worse than I thought. And I had like like seven games in a row of players where they were like worse than I like my expectations were. And I was like, well, let's put Beatty on. Like my, my expectations can't be much lower. Uh, and I and I put him on and I was like, holy cow, I really like Tyler Beatty. Uh, the more I watched him, the more I like, <laughs> look, here's the baffling thing to me. We're talking about a guy that, and there it is, there's my one. We're talking about a guy that is, <laughs> uh, he's in the SEC and he's stuck behind freaking Larry Roundtree. And they don't use him until it's like, oh, it's uh, third down and 11. Let's run a draw to Tyler Beatty. And a lot of times he would pick it up. Like he would make good plays in the open field. And it was just like afterthought so often in just third down stuff. And like, we'll work him in when we can. And we're just going to feature freaking Larry Roundtree. And then hey, he got drafted. What? He did get drafted, but he's Larry somehow. Roundtree. Like, there's somehow he got drafted. Somehow. What was it, like sixth round or something? I don't yeah, know. It was pretty late. Yeah. But, but regardless of that, Traditionally, what happens is there's a freshman that comes in or there's a guy with a more traditional build, and you would think Beatty would keep his same role. But instead, they said, all right, you've you've looked good in short spurts. We'll just give you the whole thing. And he runs for 1,600 yards in the SEC. In the SEC. This isn't in the MAC. This isn't in the WAC. This isn't in the Sun Belt. This is in the SEC. He runs for 1,600 yards. Not behind Bama's offensive line. Not behind Georgia's offensive line. Behind Missouri's offensive line. Like, that, like all of that should not come together and work that way, but it did. He overcame the odds on a lot of this. And, Rich, I'm with you on, on the Ray Rice comp. Like, I, I do think he's a little, like, there's small differences in their game. But overall, this is somebody that, for his size, is going to do much better between the tackles than people give him credit for. And his ceiling, I think, is one of the highest ceilings out of all of the running backs not named Brees Hall. Like, his ceiling is extremely high. Now, his floor is very low as well. You you don't want to bet on five seven running backs or five eight running backs, whatever he ended up coming in at. Like, five eight. Five, eight. Like, that's not traditionally, like the prototype. So his floor is extremely low as well, but we're seeing the NFL start to move away a little bit from this type casting of this is the traditional size of this player. This is the traditional size of this player. This is the traditional size of this player. And they're starting to move into and just letting guys that have the talent and the ability to play positions, play the position. So it's, it's one of the most boom bust players in the draft, but I'm leaning more towards boom. He keeps flipping between my RB five and six in this class. So I have him pretty high up there. And as far as the difference, like I don't even have him that far away from Spiller and Walker. Like I which by the way, I was doing some small tweaks today. I literally have both Kenneth Walker and Isaiah Spiller at a seventy-two. They're tied with the exact same number. That is hard to do. But uh I love Tyler Beatty. He's not far from those guys. Crazy upside, go Jared. No, no, Matt, Matt, Matt has something oh, okay. to say. Right, go, Matt. Matt I, got I just want, before you get too far down the line with the, with the 1,600 yards against the SEC competition, if you look at if you look at his game, like his, uh, his per-game stuff, 203 yards game against Central Michigan, 209 against North Texas. Sure. 254 against Vanderbilt. So, I mean, it's not like – I mean, okay, he was getting but also the last three games of the season. kind of layups here. Okay, but Vanderbilt is in the SEC. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna get there. I was gonna get there. South Carolina two hundred nine, South Car- Florida one forty six, Arkansas two nineteen. I, I, I was gonna get there. It took you too long, but, but you didn't. You cut me off. So, um, well, we'll get. I can't wait till we get to two shows for now because I, I can't wait to get to Kenneth Walker because I have no idea. Like that is one player, Garrett. That that's gonna, gonna be our difference this year. We're going to drastically disagree on because I think Kenneth Walker is fantastic. I, I think like, he's fantastic. Fine. I think he's fantastic. All right. Yeah. So I think Tyler, 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 Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty. You guys Jared. hit on yep. everything pretty much with Tyler Beatty uh, right now. He's my RB eight, and it's simply because he's a role player. You know, he's he's the pass catcher out of the backfield, which those guys are extremely valuable. I think he's like a JD McKissick or a Naheem Hines, and we love having those kind of guys on your fantasy team. So I think he's extremely good value pick in rookie drafts where you'll probably be able to get him like early third round. I would think we'll see where he lands in the draft. But, um, you know, one, one stat that really stood out to me with Tyler Beatty is he amassed for over 600 total touches at Missouri. And within those 600 touches, he never put the ball on the ground once. 
So that was pretty cool. Um, obviously has very good ball security. Uh, he was third in the NCAA in rush yards, first in rushing touchdowns in the SEC, second in touchdowns from scrimmage in the entire NCAA. So extremely productive. Um, I like Tyler, Tyler Beatty a lot. Yeah, I think I, I want to see what kind of opportunity he falls into. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see where he ends up landing. And that, that will go, he go from, like I said, he go anywhere from running back four to running back, like where you have him, Jared, running back eight to me, depending where he ends up and what kind of opportunity he's going to find himself into. You know, if he goes to Seattle and he, he's going to be him and Rashad Penny, then like, okay, let's give this guy a huge bump here. Um, if he goes somewhere where it's like he's the number three in Dallas, but it's him, Tony Pollard, and Zeke, and are worried about Zeke, then it's like, ah, let's move him down to number eight here. But overall, talent-wise, I think I'm with Garrett on this. I think he does offer some solid upside. Yeah, and it's just, that's how this running back class is. I mean, from four to maybe even ten, like we're going to have a ton of change-up depending on draft capital and landing spot because they're all so close. Personally for me, and I, I know for Garrett as well, like in our film grade on how these guys stack up. Yeah, it's definitely odd compared to most years. They're all, you know, for me, like I said, it, it goes up to two all the way down to like nine. So it's it's wild. Uh, okay. But if you want to get a, a guy that's a good buy low like Tyler Beatty, maybe go over to predictionstrike.com as soon as he's drafted and uh, just just throw a few dollars in on Tyler Beatty and just uh, just watch the money grow because he's not the biggest name and he's not the biggest guy, but it could end up paying off at predictionstrike.com. That's where you can go buy, sell, shares of players just like they are the stock market. Look, you can do the stock market. You can do NFTs. You can do crypto. You can do all that. But if you're here, chances are the thing you know best is fantasy football. And you know these prospects because you're listening to the show. You're listening to us break them down this year. If you were listening last year, you were hearing us gush about Javante Williams, and you probably made a bunch of money off of Javante Williams uh, this past season. So, Go over there, go to Prediction Strike. You can go to their app, which is beautiful, or you can go to the website and sign up with the promo code DYNASTY to receive a free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY to get yourself that free share over at PredictionStrike.com. All right, so we just broke down three running backs that we all for, like, at some level, right? Like, these are all, we, we talked about three running backs that we would draft on our dynasty rosters. Brees Hall being the lead of the elite, Damian Pierce and Tyler Beatty seems like solid prospects. Let's see where they land and how high they can get. Now, let's move on to our next running back prospect in Tyler Goodson. We had Tyler Beatty and now we have Tyler Goodson, running back out of Iowa, five foot nine, 197 pounds. <laughs> Ran a 4-4-2-40 at the combine. Pretty good speed, wow, right? Wow, that sounds very s- similar to Tyler Beatty. Yeah, 36.5-inch <laughs> vertical, 123-inch broad jump. Um, here's my pros on Tyler Goodson. I, oh, I said pros as in plural. plural. Here's my pro on Tyler Goodson. He can catch the ball, okay? Yep. They lined <laughs> him up out that, wide. And Besides that, Tyler Goodson out of running back. I mean, what does this guy think he's doing? Trying out for some play on Broadway, dancing behind the line all day long? I've never seen a guy move his feet so much behind the line in my entire life. I watched one game of this guy, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe he like had too much coffee, and he's just too jittery back there. Like, I don't know what's going on. If he's trying to tra- he's trying out, try out for like some dance competition, I don't know what's going on. Let me put on a second game. Of him. I mean, he's a Big Ten runner. Come on, his name is Good Son. Let's get with it. Let's see some good out of you, son. And I tried the second game, it was the same thing. And I was like, this guy, I, I was in bed watching his film. And out loud, I go, this guy is absolutely terrible. And my wife rolls over. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this running back out of Iowa, Tyler Goodson. She's like, oh, God. And rolled back over. She's like, I had enough when you said football player. I was like, no, you don't understand. She's like, no, I understand very clearly. And I was like, okay, on to the next one. I mean, dude, he was – I want to hear what your guys' takes on it. But for me, Tyler Goodson is awful. Yeah, no. That's he, my take. He is he is awful. I mean, he's hesitant. He dances too much. His vision's terrible. Um, he doesn't create anything on his own. His burst is non-existent. Um, he can't push a pile. All right. Thanks for coming, buddy. I have I have a very similar notes. He's just he doesn't play to his time speed whatsoever, and I don't know that his 
I, I can't put my finger on whether he just has no vision or he can see it. He just can't get there. But he's not beating anyone to the boundary. And for a four-four-two guy, or, yeah, four-four-two guy, that I I it, I don't understand how the hell that happens. So I would have guaranteed he ran like a four-five-nine, but nope. Me, yeah, me too. Um, so and at 197 pounds, he has no power element to his game. He they line him up out wide. You said it like. He was he's lined up as a wide receiver occasionally and he looked okay catching passes. Is he like a Demetric Felton from last year? Who also did not excite me, but did okay in the NFL, but was never a fantasy factor. So like even if even if he falls into one of those little roles, like who ca- like who cares for fantasy purposes, really? You know what I mean? Like this yeah. this this guy is uh, I've already wasted too much time. He's off my board. Yeah, me too. It's hard to get like off my board. He's off my board. Yeah, I've graded 19 running backs so far, officially. Uh, and he comes in 19th. So he is <laughs> he is uh, dead too. last for me. Oh, and it's oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, his pass pro stinks too. He gets pushed backwards right into the quarterback every time. I did want to mention that. I made a note of it. <laughs> and I mean, there are there are people that like him, but I don't. I'm not one. Of Who them. is mom and uncle? No, there are people on Twitter. I've I actually had to argue with a couple people about him. And uh, what did they say? What did they say? I that was good. Campus to Canton leagues, and I I've been posting like anybody want Tyler Goodson because I have him on my teams. And he he actually wasn't bad for Campus to Canton leagues because you, you produced in you college. Want that production on the college side, but. Yeah, on tape, I mean, when he did produce, it was more of a product of, like, the Iowa offensive line or that offense, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, all due respect to Tyler Goodson, he's trying to make it in the NFL. Good for him. But we're talking fake football here where we need guys that aren't not only – we need the guys that are top of the line, you know, right. that are going to produce for fantasy. We don't need guys that are seventh-round picks. Um, I think this guy's probably an undrafted free agent, and he's off my board as well. Yeah, sorry, nothing personal, Tyler Goodson, but like, from a dynasty player profile, I mean, it's like me and you in the bathroom, and I just ate a whole bunch of Taco Bell at two in the morning. It's not looking good, buddy. <laughs> not looking good. Little runny. I I had put out way. a tweet uh, about two months ago, and I was like, it's really weird when you when you look at the statistics before someone's game. And you're like, oh, this was a good game. I'm excited to watch this one because I'd like to try to watch one of their better ones first. And so I like watched one. It was like 122 rushing yards and, you know, something like that. And like then I watched and I was like, he got 122 rushing. I had to go back three times and make sure it was the right game. And I was like, wait, was that from 2020 and not 2020? Like, and then I went back and watched every single play again. I was like, oh, I guess that was 20 yards, but it was like a broken play there. And like, so I guess he technically ended up getting there, but it, it wasn't good. So I do, I feel bad being that negative. I'm sure he's a great kid, but it, he's not helping you for dynasty. I, I feel bad. Cause I came in here literally completely. I, I thought I was like, okay, I'm gonna go here and like rail on Tyler. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna rail on him. And then I felt even worse now. Cause we all four of us railed on him. We all had the same. <laughs> no one came so to his like, defense. Oh. Like nobody came to, I thought like maybe I'm missing something. Cause honestly, I only washed two games. Cause after that, I could not handle anymore. Like he was that bad. I hear you. Like I, I started like, I, I went to click on the third game and started watching and literally like 10 seconds in, he was doing the same thing again. And I was like, no, 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 this is, this is a, I was like, I've seen enough. I've seen this kind of dance before and it does not relate to dynasty fantasy football off the board. Yep. Uh, which is hard to do to get off my board this early in the process, but he did it. So let's move on to our next <laughs> dynasty running back prospect. And that's Letty Brown out of West Virginia, six foot, 213 pounds, ran a four, six, four, 40, 30 inch vertical, 118 inch broad jump. None of those things right there from his combine results are going to scream athletic to you uh, or over athletic. And when you watch the tape, you see a little bit of that as well. Um, he has really good size, but he was like one of those volume runners, right? Like this is a guy who got tons of tons of volume at West Virginia. So he did produce. I mean, this is a guy who averaged 107 scrimmage yards in 2021. And he can catch the football as well. But at the same time, I saw him put the, the ball on the ground a little too much with his fumbles. Uh, his patience didn't really exist at all. Um, 
instead of like creating another zone, he kind of reminded me of like Isaiah Correll, where you'd rather just run into somebody and hope for the best. Uh, so he'd run into his defenders a little bit, not really trying to like juke them out of their shoes. His vision that that told me his vision wasn't very good. His creativeness wasn't very good. So watching him, like you said, Garrett, like the numbers were there on a per game basis. You're like, oh, this guy produces. But then when you watch it, you're just like, oh, he produces in college because he just gave him the ball a lot. Uh, does it, I mean, this guy to me is like a practice guy, squad running back, never really going to produce at the NFL level. There's guys on the streets right now that you could probably sign uh, and bring in that could probably do better than what Letty, Letty Brown could do. Good size, six foot, two hundred thirteen pounds. But to me, he doesn't he doesn't offer all those intangibles that you want out of a running back. He, he I mean, he offers none of them in my eyes. He doesn't do anything great uh, at all. Not off my board, bad. He's not he's not a Goodson, but uh, <laughs> six round pick if he gets drafted in the sixth round of the NFL draft, seventh round of the NFL draft, maybe. Uh, yeah, Letty Brown. He's a tough physical runner. Uh, he he. Definitely lacks the top gear, I think, to kind of separate in the NFL. So he's a he's a grinder type of guy. He's going to be probably a special teamer, uh, I would say, if he if he makes an NFL team. I think of him when I look at him. I think maybe like is he like a Benny Snell type of guy from a few years ago? Just tough physical, but kind of lacks the top F, top end athleticism athleticism to be like an NFL running back down in and down out. That's that's kind of what I see when I see Letty Brown, uh, unfortunately. Because I like, I mean, I like some of his attributes. I like how tough he runs. I think he's very physical. Um, but did, did you see how like did you see his fumbling and all? Did you see how McGinn's like he put the ball on the ground a little bit too much? Um, I, for, I think I, you know you, for a fum, for a big guy, you don't want to see that because that's what you, you, know, you, you're you definitely don't. You're do. I, but when guys are fighting and scrapping for yards like he like he does, and, and you're gonna have that sometimes. So. It's not. I'm not saying like that. Like that's a good thing or anything. Clearly, but um, clearly, I think you do see it. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have, have you guys seen the uh, the GIF uh, from one of the X Men movies? And I, I, I should know exactly. I can't think of the the villain's name, but it's the dude with the big thing on his head, and he just runs through a wall and like runs through several mm-hmm. walls in a row. It's like at a yep. bank or something. I don't remember what it is. But people turned it into a gif, and it's just him running through wall after wall after wall after wall. And that's kind of what Letty Brown yeah. reminds me of. Like, I I actually have the – he has the highest power physicality mm-hmm. score in the class for me because uh, there were times where you see – he would just carry guys. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't, like, have any peripheral vision. He didn't have anything else going on. But he's like, look – this is a where I'm at right now. And that's B. And if you're going to get my way, I'm going to hurt you. (laughs) And that was just, that was his entire game, which is great in high school. Sometimes works in college works for him, but with the type of athletes that are going to be at the next level, you got to have some sort of burst. You got to have some sort of wiggle. And he just doesn't have either one of those. I wanted to like him more because I love players that are that physical. Like Mm -hmm. that appeals to me. But they're just when there's nothing else with it, I just I couldn't do yeah. it. So he he got a pretty low score for me. Uh, once again, not good and bad, but it was pretty. Yeah, low. I, mean, I said if you don't offer other attributes to your game and you're you're one dimensional, and, and you're just like in college or that, it just that tra- it doesn't translate to dynasty whatsoever. You're a dime a dozen, especially when that's your one dimension. Yeah, you're a dime a dozen. You can find guys in free agency that do that. You can find. Six or six or ten other running backs that do that in the same draft class every single year, and that's how I have Letty Brown as well. There's not too much to add. Uh, Rich, I did look up. He had five fumbles this year. He had eight total in his career, so he does have a little bit of a fumbling issue. Um, he finished 29th out of 31 in the vertical jump. He was 26th out of 27 in the 40 yard dash this year. 23rd out of 30, so not much there. Athletically, in the nerd score combined, just some names who he's around. Uh, Jake Funk, Deion Jackson, Larry Roundtree, Rico Dowdle. So let's move on. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it tells you everything you know. Uh, he's literally the guy, if you do run a six-round rookie draft, that you would take just to cut in two years when he's eligible to come off your taxi squad. He's just a name on there that you hope – 
He's got a player that you draft playing your taxi squad and just somehow, some way in 2023, week 11, he gets a start because somebody's hurt. And, and then the other backups hurt as well. And he comes in, he rushes for 110 yards. You could trade him for a fourth round pick. Like that's what you, that's what he, that's his best case scenario. That's his best case scenario. So yeah, let's move on to Deshaun Corbin running back out of Florida state, five foot 11, 202 pounds. What is his combine? Ha <laughs> ha. You'll never know. Cause he didn't run. He didn't, he didn't run at the combine. 0.0. <laughs> Yeah, this is a guy, he played two years at Texas A&M, then he got hurt. Uh, he hurt his hand in his second game in 2019 and kept him out for the year, uh, went to Florida State. Watching uh, Corbin's tape, I mean, this is a guy, he had some pretty good vision, ran a good amount of routes there as well, uh, returned kicks for Florida State at times. Uh, he was okay in the open field. He, like, he showed some good, solid uh, movement there. But, I mean, at the same time, he's like one of those one-speed guys he doesn't change direction all that well. Not very elusive uh, in the open field. Doesn't have really good bursts behind the line. To me, when I watched him, I just came away very like like definition of Jag, right? Josh, Deshaun Corbin, Florida State, just another Jag at running back. Um, does a couple things well. Like I understand how he got to Florida State to be their running back, but the next level, I don't see a lot of things that translate to. Again, a dynasty assay. Like, if I'm the, if I'm saying one of his best attributes here would be is his, his route running and his vision is what I came away most impressed with. But I don't think he has athleticism to be a factor at the next level. Yeah, so he's not like a – he's probably going to be a role player, pass-catching type role at the next level. That's how – based on his attributes and what he's good at, that's what he would need to be in order to find success. And he's not as good at, at that as James Cook or Tyler Beatty. He spent two years at Texas A&M. Then he transferred to Florida State, like you said, Rich. Um, I, I I have him graded pretty low. He's lower than, like, Keontae Ingram, Abram Smith, Jerome Ford. He's he's right there, like, with Letty Brown, so that should tell you how I feel about Yeah, like him. you said, I mean, if that's your best attribute, it's coming to be the PBR guy, and then there's tons of guys in this class alone that could surpass you because – that's where the NFL wants to fill out those roles, right? Guys on rookie contracts that come in and are fifth, sixth round picks, sometimes seventh round picks because they pay them nothing and they come in and be solid, you know, contributors. Like you said, Ford out of Cincinnati alone would be sky high higher than a guy like Corbin here. So to me, I'm with you, Jared, very low. Again, six round rookie pick low. And I think we're we're sharing a similar view because I, I did write in like the only way he could ever become fantasy relevant is if he found himself in like an Austin Eckler type role where he was getting fed tons of passes. I just don't think he's a in between the tackles type of guy. So it's you know super long shot that he would ever get there, and I don't think he really has the physical attributes to be that. Um, but that would be the only way possible for him to actually be fantasy relevant. I'm a little bit higher than the rest of us, which is good because we have agreed entirely too much on Finally. this first Yeah, I was show. literally going to say, because I thought you were about to chime in. I was like, wow, we all agree exactly on these players almost to a T, which is crazy because there's four of us. But finally, yeah. some disagreeing here. Tell us why we're usually wrong. Usually I'm the contrarian, and uh, I, maybe it was just instinctual that I had to put him on here so I could be a little bit of the contrarian. Now, don't get me wrong. He's not in my top ten, um, but he is. he is just barely outside of it. Uh, I, I saw good vision, not great vision. And I think that's the thing. I see a lot of like sixes and sevens in here for me, which tells me that he could be like an average to slightly above average player, which tells me he's going to be a good backup probably at the NFL level. Uh, there were flashes that I saw. This wasn't as consistent as I would like it to be, but there would be moments where you would see him make a guy miss in the open field. There would be moments where he would lower a shoulder and run guys over. He didn't always string them together as consistently as I wanted to see. And I think that's what I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. But I also appreciated that there was nothing in his game outside of his pass protection that made me want to throw up. And usually these lower tier guys, there's two or three things on their their profile where you're like, oh, that is that is hideous. He didn't have any of those things on there that was just really, really bad. So I think if if given the right situation, I think he can do enough. There is enough burst. There's enough strength. There's enough size. He's not amazing at any of those things, but I could see him being a solid backup 
for an NFL team, which could carry some value. Oh, look, you said exactly what I said. I was like, ah, oh, I understand I got a Florida State, but he's he's the definition of a jack. Like, he's <laughs> doesn't do anything hey, I hate. Good backups are valuable. Yeah, doesn't do anything I hate. <laughs> Garrett and I differ. Pretty, like, Garrett, this is one guy you and I differ about five points on in our nerd score, which is pretty odd. Like, we aren't usually that far off, so. Yeah, we're usually within two points of each other on almost every prospect, so. Is he, yeah, is he, is like, a mile, is he like a Miles Gaskins to you? Like, could he be that? Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I think he's maybe a hair bigger uh, than Gaskin, but yeah, I I could see him being in that kind of role where he's enough of a slasher where he could he could rip off some runs here and there. We saw him rip off um, some nice runs actually in the Shrine Bowl. Watching him play there, he didn't he didn't have like an incredible week of practice. It was he was kind of ho hum. Nobody said anything bad. Nobody said anything good. But when you watched the game. Him along with two other guys that we'll touch on at some point, Pierre Strong and Ty Chandler, all three of those guys really flashed in the Shrine Bowl game. And it it was enough to to perk perk me up a little bit. And uh and yeah, so I, I like him, but once again, he's gonna be like my running back 11, 12. Uh it, and he could still drop a spot or two because I still haven't officially graded Ford and I still haven't officially graded Brian Robinson. So those are two guys that could, could definitely still come in ahead of him. Yeah. Brian Robinson's one of my last guys I get into, which I'm excited to check out here. And you mentioned Pierre strong and we're talking about him in the next episode, the nerd herd episode. And this next episode is going to be a good one. When I, when I saw our list come in, how we're doing the shows, I was like, wow, this, this nerd herd episode is pretty packed in with the guys that I, I, I think I like here. Tell them who we're covering. We're covering Isaiah Spiller from Texas A&M. We're covering James Cook. We're going to cover Zamir White. We're going to cover Keontae Ingram. We're going to cover Kennedy Brooks, and we're going to cover Pierre Strong Jr. So this is a very strong episode coming up with the Nerd Herd. To check it out, just go to dinosaurs.com, join the Nerd Herd, hear what we got to say about these players and all the rest. I'm excited about these guys because I think this might be the strongest episode we have. Um coming up because when I came away like there's nobody I really hated in this next episode at all and there's a couple guys actually I actually like them and I'm gonna tell you why so check it out nerd herd uh we're gonna be back here next week breaking down with episode three of the running backs we're gonna keep that off with my guy Kenneth Walker and I got a lot of good things to say about him uh coming up so check that out don't forget to get on the prize picks use that promo code nerds if you do and you make a futures bet, we're going to send you the most comfortable T-shirt in the world. That's a Dynasty Nerd shirt. Check wah, us wah, out. Wah. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on where else? Facebook, all kinds of TikTok. We're on TikTok, right? Yeah. We're yeah, on yeah. TikTok, I'm, Instagram. I mean, I'm not. I'll download that Follow one day, maybe. Dynasty Nerds on My Twitter. space. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm friends with Tom. Zanga. I don't know about you. So we're back next week, Nerd Herd, talking about rookie running backs we should make a janky old myspace page (laughs) (laughs) adios